Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. Welcome to the Voice Coach Podcast, here for all your speaking voice training and guidance. My name is Nick Redman and I am offering you all sorts of nuggets of wisdom on how to keep your voice in good working order and a true representation of who you are. So if you're a podcaster, presenter, actor, speaker or voiceover artist or a general voice geek, you're in good hands. Shall we get started? Hi, voice pal. I'm drinking a tea today and I don't care who knows it. But it's freezing in the booth today. I'm surprised there aren't icicles dangling off me mic. Hope you're doing well. Now this episode, I'd like to talk about mic technique. There are loads of different ways we as speakers sometimes have to use microphones for speaking. So you could be recording a podcast like this one. Or your own podcast on the benefits of Kit Kats for weight loss, (laughs) which I'm sure absolutely works. You could be a voiceover artist. Perhaps you're narrating a book you've written for the first time. These days, many of us are actually even having to rely on mics just for online meetings now that we're working from home a lot more and conferences as well online in all sorts of professions. And of course, if you're presenting live in person somewhere, you'll often be mic'd up in some way. There are loads of different ways we come across microphones. All shapes and sizes, sensitivities and qualities, just like humans. So you've got like your tabletop mics, you've got mounted mics, handheld mics, clip-on mics, mics that are really sensitive even to the tiniest gurgle in the vocal tract, mics designed to be really forgiving to your environment. (laughs) I won't go into the gory tech details here if you want that. There's a great fella called Rob B at BAA who knows all about microphones. So I'll pop a link to him in the show notes. So what about some top tips for when you have to use a microphone? Well, in many ways, that is kind of a tough one because there are loads of variables at play from mic setup to mic setup. Sorry, I'm going to sneeze. I can't remember what I was saying. I sneezed my brain out. That's a thing, isn't it? When you sneeze, don't you lose six brain cells or something every time you sneeze? That's definitely a fact. I'm definitely sticking with it. (laughs) So yeah, mics vary from setup to setup. Like what's right for a voiceover recording won't be right for a conference presenter. And certainly what's necessary for narrating an audiobook won't be necessary for your online meeting with your colleagues now that you work from home. So I thought what I'd share with you are five top tips, which I feel are universally beneficial, regardless of the situation when it comes to speaking with a mic. But they're probably not the mic technique tips you were expecting, perhaps, but that's okay. It's good to surprise. Okay, tip one, alignment. Now, alignment's really important in voice care and 
so that we don't break the theme of saying this in every single episode, I'm doing a whole episode on alignment very, very soon to go into more detail. But really, it's about how you set yourself up in relation to the microphone, how you place your body physically and thus your mouth (laughs) in relation to the microphone into which you're speaking. And I think the one thing really is that you need to set yourself up so that the mic comes to you rather than you moving towards the mic or having the desire to need to lean in towards the mic. So whether you're seated or standing, whether it's a handheld mic or a mounted mic, if you start to reach towards the microphone with your mouth, which tends to be the instinct, you'll be breaking your head-neck-back relationship. I mean, essentially what we're looking at here is don't be a chin judder. So this is me talking with my nose gently feeling like it's being pulled ever so gently back towards my spine and the inside of my skull. It's me making sure that my earlobes kind of sit in the centre of my shoulder in terms of the front and the back of my body. So the earlobes, if you drew a line from my earlobe down to my shoulder, that line would stop sort of in the middle and that the rest of my spine is long and my neck is free. If I start towards the microphone and break that relationship, already you hear the strain and the change in my vocal range. The strain and the change in my vocal range. That sounds like a song. But already this feels uncomfortable. My pitch range is reduced. I'm having to work a lot harder harder to voice. And that's what tends to happen with microphones is people set up the microphone, set themselves up and then realise actually to get a decent proximity to the microphone for whatever they're reading, they have to then sort of push or lean in towards where the mic is sitting. So just when you're setting yourself up with the microphone, even if it's a handheld, make sure you're putting it somewhere that will pick up your voice from a position where you are physically aligned and physically comfortable. Tip two is let the mic do its job. So yes, you still need a focused and supported vocal instrument and you still need articulatory clarity in some form. But ultimately, do remember that the mic is there to take your voice and translate it into whatever it needs to be. Be that louder in a conference space or controlled and pure in a VO recording or or real and authentic in a radio or TV presenting capacity. Like these mics are pretty good, you know. <laughs> so if you're in a big space, you don't need to shout and strain. Just make sure when you're doing your sound check, you speak at a level that you are comfortable maintaining and the person on sound will do their job to help the mic do its job to pick you up. Like if you're in a voiceover booth, you don't need to do weird and wonderful things to your tonal quality. And you certainly don't need to overpronounce everything. Just do you, read what you have to read, communicate what you have to communicate and let the mic do its job. Tip three is to do with particular sounds that sometimes microphones don't like. Tip three is about playing across the mic. Now, this tip is potentially aimed at people who are new to speaking on mics. One of the major things that can happen is popping plosives. So plosives are the consonants that have a stop and a release phase. For example, t, d, p, b, k and g, she says very carefully, hoping they don't pop in your eardrums over and over again. If you make a t, what you'll notice is the tongue tip comes to that bumpy bit just above the teeth, the alveolar ridge, and you don't actually get the t sound until you release that pressure. T, t. Same with b, b, b. You get lips together, you get that pressure building, and when you release the lips, that's when you get the sound. Same with k and g, but it's the soft palate or the velum that's making the stop phase. K, g. Now, it's usually the unvoiced plosives, e.g. the ones with no vocal full vibration, so 
and k. That was T, P and K in case all that sound disappeared because there was no vocal full vibration to give any actual volume that popped the most. Because what you get is a slightly bigger air release further up the vocal tract, rather than the air being slightly regulated and slowed down by the vocal folds while it vibrates in there before it gets to the release phase up at the lips. Now, if you don't have huge vocal awareness yet, though give it time, wink, wink, well done, you're on the way with this podcast. (laughs) Or, you know, if your nerves kick in and the breath creeps up and things get a bit intense or you're just doing a really high energy explosive read, these pops can get a wee bit out of control. I did this one job where I had to say, every single police station in the whole of the UK and Ireland. So it was like Dunmanway Police, Birmingham Police, Termonfecken Police. Yes, that is a place. Ballsbridge Police. (laughs) We could do a whole episode on ridiculous Irish place names. But for four hours, I had to say the word police. And I'm not going to lie. By the end of it, I was popping all over the fucking place because I was exhausted. I had to think about every single P. And it can be quite intense. Plus, I was a newbie and I wasn't really as aware of them as I am now. But playing across the microphone can really help with this or having your mic at a slight angle. So you're not speaking directly into it, basically, because what happens then is the majority of the air pressure is actually not hitting the area on the microphone where the sound is taken in. There are other tips out there like, you know, if you put a pencil up between your lips and the microphone, it breaks the airflow and kind of disperses it out and takes the pressure off. Or or you could use your finger and put that in between your lips and your mic. But to me, that just makes me really super self-conscious of being on a microphone, which isn't always useful. There are also, of course, vocal technique ways to smooth out plosives, which, you know, long term are better to explore, but I'll get to that another day. Okay, tip four. Forget the mic is there. Now, I don't mean literally. I mean, Jesus, it's a huge feckin' hunk of metal and plastic and foam and pop shield and whatever else all up in your grill. Or it's in your actual hand and you're literally holding it in front of your face. Or it's clipped to your lapel and there's a ruddy great mic battery pack hanging off your knickers. Or you've never spoken into a microphone before and it's sat on your desk at home, plugged into your computer and you've no idea how it works and it's absolutely terrifying you. There's lots of reasons why it's really hard to forget the mic is there, is the point of that tirade. What I'm trying to say is that it's not about the mic, ultimately. You're not speaking to the mic. It's about the listener. And if you try and keep your focus on the listener and your desire to communicate your message front and centre in your brain, the effect you want to have, you know, the reason for speaking needs to be at the core of your delivery, then the mic is but a conduit. (laughs) It picks up what you've got to say and it pumps it through to whoever it needs to. It's the listener who is important here, not the mic, not your voice and how you sound, the listener. Change the focus is the point of this tip. And I know that is really hard. I mean, I've been a voice of artist for lots of years <laughs> and there are still times when I'm very conscious that the mic is there and I'm not forgetting. It's not like I'm going, oh my God, sorry, I forgot you were there. I'm like, wow, I was having such a nice time narrating this internal e-learning module for insert boring bank name here, like you're never going to forget it's there. My point is you're not focusing on the microphone. You have to remember that at the other side of the microphone is a listener who needs you to communicate your message regardless of your circumstances. That's really hard, but it's the selfless and necessary way to think about it. This isn't about you. It's about the listener. And I'll move on now. (laughs) I'll just take a dramatic tea swig. 
And it's normal tea, by the way, with caffeine and milk in it and everything. God, I'm such a rebel. But if you listen to the hydration episode, you'll know that actually that's fine. Oh, I forgot this was the next one. Hydrate, please. Tip five, hydrate, please. (laughs) There is nothing worse than amplified mouth noise. Have you, um, oh God, uh, even doing that? I want to apologise to you, listener, if you find that horrific and had to turn off. It's just nerves and it's so common and so normal, but it is annoying, isn't it? When you hear someone on the radio and their speech is peppered with that kind of smacky, kind of gloopy inside of the mouth lining sound. It is just the body's reaction to nerves. It's the autonomic nervous system reacting to this surge of adrenaline and focusing on shutting down what you don't need, e.g. saliva, (laughs) and focusing on what you do need, e.g. breath and ability to, well, flee and keep yourself alive in this terrifying and threatening position it's found itself in, being interviewed on the news or speaking at an annual conference. (laughs) It's not a saber-toothed tiger anymore, it's just people and judgment which some might argue is worse. (laughs) So look, if you know you're speaking soon and you know nerves make your saliva turn to glue, then up your fluids in good time. And it can be tea, I promise. So there we go. There are loads of other mic tips out there, you know, like staying a hand span away from the microphone or moving in on intimate reads and farther away on the big energy reads. Even, you know, where the sweet spot is and where your voice works best with all different kinds of mics and different environments. But that all comes with experience. And every speaker, mic and situation is different. So let's just recap those five little tips I think are really worth thinking about. Number one, hydrate well in advance for the love of God. Number two, focus on the listener, not the microphone, if at all possible. And that will take practice. Number three, play across the microphone rather than directly into it to reduce those plosives if they're an issue. Number four, let the mic do what it's there to do. And again, that comes with experience. And the final one, check that chin. Bring the mic to you, not yourself to the mic. Set yourself up in a way that means you don't have to jut in with your chin towards the microphone to get the sound that you want. I'll pop a link in the show notes actually to a video on alignment on the microphone that I have on my YouTube channel actually and then you can see what I mean. And of course enjoy it. (laughs) Sure that mic's a lucky fecker. It gets to listen to you communicate your message to all those lucky listeners. All right, as ever, I'd love you to just tell somebody about this podcast. Spread the word. Maybe you're in a podcasting group and you want to share some of this information with all your fellow podcasting pals because let's face it podcasting is so hot right now (laughs) and thank you so much for listening see you next time thanks for listening to the voice coach podcast for even more support with your speaking voice head on over to our free community the voice and accent hub on facebook see you in there